welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. And I pray that it becomes a blessing to us. We are in a time that we need to pay more attention to the scriptures and take it as it is and practicalize it in our lives in order to see the goodness of God. So this morning, I'm going to continue from where I ended last week on. I was teaching on obedience. And I'm continuing on the subject, the blessings of obeying God. There are blessings that come when we obey God. And this morning, it will be a blessing to you. Close your eyes and lift your right hand to God and speak to God. Just speak to Him in the language of the Spirit that God will reach out to you. Kenema Ashagena Ata Maleke Sata Kataya Makota Labaka Shendeleke Balada Rekete Keteke Malakata Bahaya Lema Katola Maketa Baha Sotaya Pelereke Sebraki Maloka Rada Baha Somebody pray the language of the Spirit. You just don't want to hear words. You want to hear the word of the Lord. Pray that the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and help you to obey His word. I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh.
we give you praise. We thank you. Thank you for what you are about to teach us. Anoint the words I speak and let them be your words. And let it bring transformation in the heart of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. This morning I'm going to take my time and teach on the subject, the blessings of obeying God or obedience to God. As I laid the foundations last week, we literally saw that God has called each of us into a life of obedience. And I tried to hit one or two, but this morning I will go, I can hear a bit of echo, please. I will go a bit further and help us see the benefit of obeying God. Obedience to God is the primary expectation of God from us as his children. If we are not his children, God won't demand obedience. But as children of God, the only expectation of God from us is obedience. So last week I told you that you don't need to obey all the Ten Commandments. Oh, Pastor, me, I cannot keep all the... God doesn't actually want you to obey or to, to know all the Ten Commandments and obey. God wants us to walk in obedience to what he says. So forget about thou say, thou say. No, no, no. All God wants us to develop is a heart of obedience to whatever he says because his word goes beyond the Ten Commandments. His words goes beyond the six thousand something laws in the, in the Mosaic law. His words are beyond. The word of God is written. The word of God is personified. And the word of God is personal. So there is a word in the scriptures. There is a word called the Logos, which is Christ himself. So it said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That is the word of God. And there is what we call Rima. You study the word, and God gives you a word for your life. In a particular situation. Our duty, when we catch the revelation. Our duty, when we contact the word. Our duty when we understand the word is to obey praise God the first thing we need to realize about obedience is that it is not just an action obedience is not just an act it's not even a series of actions obedience is more than an action it's more than a series of of acts that we do. Obedience is, you see, the kind of obedience that God is talking about is not just do as I say. Do as I say is a man-made um, kind of system to force people to obey. Do as I say is what happens in the kingdom of darkness. But in the kingdom of God, the kind of obedience that God expects from us is a willing obedience. It's a free flow obedience. Obedience that is not commanded, but it is lived. Are you here? So, as a child of God, you need to come to that point where you 
obey God by nature, naturally, you obey God. Because you trust your father. You believe his word. You love your father. And if we can come to that point where we willingly obey God, freely, naturally. So ask yourself, are you more obedient to God or disobedient to God? You are his child, yes. Nobody's complaining. Nobody can dispute that. But you have to ask yourself, do I struggle to obey God? Do I struggle to receive his word? Do I struggle to stand on his word in situations I face in life? This is the ultimate target of my sermon today. That in our lives, personal lives, anytime we come to crossroads, we should trust the word. We should believe the word. We should hold on to the word. How do we hold on to the word? Is by obeying the word. Hallelujah. Obedience is a whole lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. When we say a lifestyle, it's a way of life. The way of life of the fish is to swim. <laughs> the way of life of the bird is to do what? To fly. You will never see a, 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 an aeroplane driving on the motorway. He's going, he's doing runabout. He's going, he's doing, no, 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 no. When you see an aeroplane, it must be in the air. Unless it's at the airport where it's about to take off or it's landing. But the way of the aeroplane, the way it has been made is that the aeroplane takes off in the air. The spirit of obedience is a portion of every child of God. Each and every one who calls himself a child of God, a child of God for, for that matter is a man who has surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. Who believes in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. So if you and I, we say we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord has given us the spirit of obedience. If God has not given us the ability to obey him, he will not expect us, with, us to obey him. It will be a wicked system to demand what you know that I cannot give to you. Are you here? So if God is expecting obedience from us, it means that he has given us the ability. We have it. And you know that you always have it. But most of the times, we also have the ability to disobey him. There are always two options in the lives we live in. One is to obey and one is to disobey him. But God expects that the child of God will obey him as a lifestyle. Because we carry the spirit of obedience. We carry the spirit that loves the father. So when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, he began by saying, Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We love the father so we must obey him. We should obey him and we will obey him. Say, I must obey God. I should obey God. And I will obey God. The life of Jesus literally demonstrates to us 
what a life of obedience is. When you look at the life of Jesus, you will see a pure explanation and definition of what an obedient life is. Jesus' whole assignment on earth is to do the will of his father. The reason he came to the earth was to do the will of his father. Was to obey the commands of his father. Was to fulfill the desire of God to save the whole of humanity again. That was the mission of Jesus. So by definition, the spirit of obedience is equal to the lifestyle of Christ. So if you want to know what the spirit of obedience is, it is the lifestyle of Christ Jesus. And may our lifestyle look like Christ. The amen is not strong. Our lifestyle. I don't know how people are preaching this day where they don't, they don't respect the lifestyle of the Christian. The Christian must have a lifestyle. Every culture has a lifestyle. Every kingdom has a lifestyle. And the spirit of obedience is equal to the lifestyle of Christ Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 9. Then said he, Lo, I will come to do, I come to do, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, and that he may establish the second. So these are the words of, this is the description and the words of Christ that he came to do the will of the Father. As you and I have come into the kingdom, we have come to do the will of the Father. You have come to do. Jesus saved you for you to do the will of the Father. Don't ever forget it. You come to church for you to be empowered continuously. For us to be sharpened continuously so that we can continue to do the will of the Father. We open up the scriptures to build ourselves to be able because doing the will of the Father comes to a point where it is difficult. You know, when you become born again afresh, it's very nice. In fact, even when you join a church fresh, it's very nice. Everybody's nice. But after some time, you start having issues with people because you have come into them the, the, the gathering of other human beings with plenty problems like you. So it becomes hard for a Christian to plant himself in the church these days because we are all hypocrites. You expect your brother to behave like an angel but you are behaving like a demon. So there is no other church that gathers angels on Sundays. If you want that kind of church, when you die, you will meet that kind of church. It is only in heaven that only angels, faultless beings, even them, one third of them, fell to the sin of rebellion. Obedience as children of God must become a lifestyle. Your greatest battle in life 
is nothing before the Lord but obedience. And you know. Praise God. Obedience was the principle that Jesus lived by. And we have to look at it and pay attention to our life of obedience before the Lord. Are we walking in obedience as children of God? Or we are walking in disobedience? What is pulling us from obeying God? What is God saying that we are saying no, we won't do? When God says yes, we say no. When God says no, we say yes. <laughs> when God says wait, we say I'm going. But Moses said if your presence does not go with us, we are not going. You see, it comes to a point where obeying God goes beyond a choice. It becomes a demand. If your life will mean anything in this kingdom and your life will show for the glory of God, you must live a life to a point where you come to that you know that obedience to God is no longer a choice but a demand on your life. Why do I say that Jesus, when his days on earth was coming to an end and he entered into Gethsemane, he was praying. He prayed and prayed and prayed. He started praying, God, if it is possible. He was the one saying he came to do the will of God. But when he got to that point, you see, our lives will be tested. Our life of obedience, our lives of Christianity, our lives as believers will be tested at critical moments. Points where there must be transitions in your life, you will be tested. So Jesus was praying, God, if it's possible, let this car pass over me. He prayed three times. When he saw that his prayer was nonsense to God, he said, God, not my will, but yours. Some, some levels of obedience will cost you your life. Some levels of obedience will cost you the things you treasure. Like Abraham, take Isaac and kill. Some levels of obedience will cost you the loss of certain friendships and relationships. Like Lot and the wife. In the sight of man and marriage counselors, they will see Lot as a wicked husband. Your wife has turned into salt and you are not even turning to look at her and tell her bye-bye. Lot was still going. He didn't turn. A certain level of obedience will deny you what should naturally be pleasurable to you. Are you, are you following me today? I hear this song. You are God. Elohim. You see, every worship song that carries the weight of God must empower your desire to obey God. When we sing the song, sometimes we, we, we love the rhythms but not the words. You are God. 
Elohim. Have you checked the meaning of Elohim? A scent of this rain, rain. There is none. Are you sure we understand the words? Like you, God. A scent of this rain. When our worship does not make us children, Desiring to obey God, we just entertain ourselves. A scent of this rain. A scent of this rain. Rain. A scent of this. It's is 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 so some way maybe one day I have to hold some ministers' conference and then we speak the mind of the spirit to the people. Hallelujah! I want to remain in my message. Give the Lord a clap of it. As a disciple of Jesus, you must also live the life of obedience to God whilst on earth. Obedience in heaven. It's automatic. When we transit from the flesh and we take up celestial bodies and we go and be with the Lord, it, be, it, is, it is automatic. But once we live in celestial and mortal bodies, the Lord leaves obedience to our will. So you, you, can, you can choose to be an obedient child of God or a disobedient child of God. And look at me, if you will be a disciple that will be able to also disciple others, you must live a life of obedience. So one of the benefits of obeying God is that you are turned into a true disciple of the Lord a true disciple of the Lord. Obedience to God birth in us increase in every area of our lives. When a man continuously obeys God as a lifestyle, his worldview changes. Your, our worldview changes by the principles we live by. You can meet a man, he says he's a homosexual. It's his worldview. Now they say women sleep with dogs. It's their worldview. They do that for money. So their worldview is that whatever I can do to make money, I will do it. So they prioritize money above their divine purposes and above how God sees them. It's a worldview. There are people when they get money, they think about church. There are people when they get money, they think about chilling. There are people when they get money, they think about getting more money. And there are people when they get money, they think about investment. It's your worldview. 
There are people when they see a bar of gold, they are looking at how to reinvest the bar of gold. There are people when they see a bar of gold, they are seeing ornament, wild chains, wild rings. It's your worldview. A lifestyle of obedience will affect your worldview. To affect your worldview. Jesus. Unfortunately, many of us hear obedience in church and we stay away from it. We stay away and frown our face like obedience is some is some like nobody can force me to do what I want to do. I will choose when I will obey. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down your shepherd can cause you to do things just for your own benefit when the shepherd says lie down it's because an arrow is coming that when you stand it will hit you so he says lie down obedience to God's word will preserve your life it will keep us under the shadow of the almighty Obedience to God should be the Christian's greatest joy. Our joy is in so many things now, but I'm reminding you by scriptures that our joy must be because we obeyed God. Look at the early church. They obeyed God by preaching and when they were killing them, they were laughing. They said, it, 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 it has been recorded that once they are, you know, they'll, then they'll turn you upside down and they are sawing you from your honor position. Once they are cutting them, then they are laughing. They are saying, hallelujah, hosanna, hallelujah. They die smiling. Whilst lions are chewing them, they are so excited that at least they obeyed God. At least they obeyed God. May God help us. May the grace of the Lord help us to walk in absolute obedience to God's word. We must have a willing heart to obey the Lord at all times. In all situations, we must not be selective. As for this one, I can obey. As for this one, I can obey. But this one, God, I cannot obey. <laughs> this one, Lord, spare me. But God said, in all things. Can you imagine Jesus, 33 years. Obey my power, obey to me, Barbara. He knows they are going to kill him. And yet he said, not my will, but yours. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. Leke seke fakata. Bakele kabala kutibahatas. If ye be willing and obedient, you will do what? You will eat the good of the land. Obedience to God is never a punishment, but a blessing. Obedience to God is never a punishment, but a blessing. It will never lead you to decrease. It will never lead us into destruction. Obedience to God. The Bible says, fear, do not fear the one who can destroy your body. 
but fear him that can destroy your spirit. Obedience to God will never, it will ultimately bless our lives. Everyone is willing, is desiring. Now listen, everyone is desiring to eat the good of the land. But not everyone is desiring and willing to obey God. When a man in church, in the kingdom, a Christian, lives this kind of lives or life by desiring to eat the good of the land, but never willing and desiring to be obedient to God's word, his life will be equal to a frustrated life. Because he will never eat the good of the land. He will never. The if is a condition. It's a condition. It's a condition. If you are willing and obedient, give me the GNT quickly. Kayada Bahatakas. If you will only obey me, you will eat the good things the land produces. Your blessings in 2022 will begin to unfold. Your blessings in this life can never resist a life of obedience. God's blessings flow into the life of obedience. Jesus. One of the blessings of obedience again is humility. 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 Obedience makes you a true disciple. Obedience leads you into increase. Obedience makes you a humble person. Obedience. Obedience causes you to eat the good of the land. You will drive good cars in this life. I'm prophesying. You will drive first class in your life. You will live in good houses. You will live a healthy life. You will live very long. And you will see the goodness of the Lord in your life. Yeah. That is what obedience does. Obedience makes you a true, humble Christian. An obedient person is eventually turned into a humble person. The more you obey God, the more you are turned into a humble person. To obey God, you need to put God's will and desire above yours. That is obedience. I put God's will. I put God's word. I put God's desires above my will and above my desire. That is obedience. That is what we call the life of obedience. It must be so said of you that, okay, there's an issue. We won't go and see Emmanuel and let him give our judgment. It must be said of you, if anybody knows you, that this is how Emmanuel is going to go by it. Because that guy 
does not compromise on his worldview about obedience to God. Peter, do you ever think that you can go and convince Peter to deny Christ and say he won't do the ministry again? Or he won't follow Christ again? When even he came to the point where he should be crucified, he said, don't crucify me like the way you crucified my master. Turn me upside down and crucify me. It must be said of us that our walk with God has made us obedient and humble servants of the Lord. We need to have the mind of Christ if we have to walk in obedience. And truly, we have the mind of Christ. We have it. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I will believe in the mind of Christ. That is why you see that there is a voice of your mind. And another voice contends with the voice of your mind. God, when you, we became born again, there was a transplant. <laughs> Christ's mind was transplanted into us. So every child of God will carry the mind of Christ. And therefore, if we will have to walk in obedience freely, willingly, not coerce. I don't need to coerce you to obey God. But willingly, joyfully, we need to operate through the mind of Christ we have. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 7. My last scripture for the first service. I'll continue from here in the second. Give me a softer version so that I can flow with it and finish in five minutes. From five to seven. The attitude you should have is the one that Christ Jesus had. He always had the nature of God. But he did not think that by force he should try to remain equal with God. Verse 7. Instead of this, of his own free will, of his what? Of his what? Own free will. He gave up all he had and took the nature of a servant. He took it. He was not forced to become a servant. We are talking about the only begotten of the father. The only son of the father. The only savior of the father of the world. The light of the world. The king of all kings. He took upon himself the form of a servant. He became a servant. In the second service, I will go deep into that. And I will show you something. How obedience is connected to love, connected to faith, connected to servanthood, and connected to greatness. I will show you. If you go home, follow it. He took the nature of a servant. He became like a human being. 
He became like a human being. We know you are spiritual. We know you walk in deep revelations. We know that you are a holy man. But be human being, small. Be human being. Understand people's weakness. Be a human being. Stop looking like a perfect man. Because you are not perfect. We know you can quote scriptures. We know you understand the deep things of God. But be a human being. Tell somebody, be a human being. Yeah. Have mercy. Have compassion. The Bible said, when Jesus saw the people without shepherd, he had compassion on them. Be a human being. He, he became like a human being. He failed for us. We do not have a high priest who is not touched by our infirmities. When we are in pain, Jesus is in pain. Obedience to God will make you like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. Just obey God's word. When you read the scriptures, when you meditate on the scriptures, when you hear the word of the Lord, just obey with time. You will see that the very nature of Christ begins to manifest in your own life. He became like a human being and appeared in the human likeness. Who is a human being? A human being feels. A human being cries. A human being wants to be accepted. A human being wants to be forgiven. A human being dies. A human being gets sick. A human being is weak. He, 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 he appeared in the human likeness. That is how come when he was on the cross, he felt the absence of God. Because sin of the whole world had been placed on him. Then he said, my father, my father. Having to said that to God before. Having to ask people, oh, where were you when I was in need? I tried calling you. You were, Jesus was calling God. God was quiet because he had taken upon himself the sins of man. I want you to know the benefit of obedience to God. It is that which changes a man. It's that which changes a man. You can pray strong. You can be a prayerful person. But if your life of obedience is nothing to write home about, your prayer is noise in the ears of God. I want you to close your eyes and begin to pray to God. The Lord help me. The Bible said it's not by might, it's not by power. But by my spirit, say the Lord. Talk to God. The Lord by your spirit. Help me to walk in obedience to your word. I know I'm not perfect, Lord. But I'm asking for your spirit. I'm asking for your grace. I'm asking for your help to obey your word. Makese ketekeba, rakata kabaya kadaya, lebra katona bakadea, makatele kapala, lekata kaba. Jesus, the Son of God, 
became a servant of the mind of Christ. Help me to walk in the spirit of obedience. In the name of Jesus. Every man Our hearts, put your hand on your heart. You know how hardened your heart is. Your heart, our heart has become too hard. When we say your heart is hard, it's not means that you are a criminal. It means that your heart has lost the ability to freely obey God. There is something in science we call calcification. When a child is born. What we call bones is cartilage. You can literally bend the hand of the child and it will not break because the cartilage has not been calcified. But as the child is growing and eating, there is the deposition of calcium ions into the cartilage. And every deposition of calcium ion hardens the cartilage to the point that as the child grows up, he develops bones. And you see, sometimes the little, 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 little disobedience, little, little fleshly desires, every deposit of it into our heart, it hardens the heart to disobey God and live a life of disobedience. Little, little things, the little foxes, they spoil the vine. Father, we take our heart and we dip it into the spirit of obedience. The Lord from today, we will walk in the spirit and in the mind of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a clap of support. message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.